Hello, this is Gary Hutchins with the Sunny Slope Church of Christ in Omaha, Nebraska. This is today's Bible class. Today's Bible class is designed to get us into God's Word for, oh, a few minutes every day, about 13 minutes. In so doing, it helps keep us focused on our spiritual lives, on our relationship with God, on our souls. It also helps us to stay strong in the faith and even grow stronger in our faith because the scriptures tell us faith comes by hearing the word of God. So the more we're in God's word, the better we are, the better focused, the stronger our faith. You know people in your life, don't you? Probably some within your own family who need to change their focus in life the direction of their lives. They need to start thinking about their souls and eternity because it's coming. Help them by sharing these short studies with them. In fact, help everybody you can by sharing these short studies. You can do that easily through Facebook friends, text messages, maybe other technological means. But make the commitment and start sharing today with everybody you can. Family, friends, work associates, neighbors, with everybody you can. What a great blessing for somebody to get their lives turned around and they get to heaven ultimately. But that's also a great blessing for you. So help them. Make that commitment. May God guide you and help you, strengthen and encourage you as you start to share these studies with everybody you can. We're going to get back into our line of thinking and study, asking the question, do you need a second touch of Jesus? Or do you know people in your life who need a second touch of Jesus? A second touch? We've talked about a lot of scripture texts that talk about what God has done for us. We noted and we kept emphasizing that Jesus offers the great invitation. He extends it to us. Come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Matthew 11, verses 28 through 30. God loves us so much that he sent his son into this world as the savior to die on the cross to pay the price for the guilt of our sins, serving as the perfect one time for all time sacrifice. John 3:16, Romans 5 and verse 8. Jesus is the only way to God. Jesus said that in the night of his betrayal. The next day he would be hanging on the cross and he said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the father except through me. John 4 and 14 and verse 6. Well, many people come to Jesus recognizing that they are guilty of sin and the wages of sin is death, Romans 6 and verse 23. But they see that offer of the gift of eternal life through Jesus Christ, the rest of Romans chapter 6 and verse 23, that God offers them. And so they repent of their sins and they are baptized into Christ so the blood that he shed on the cross can cleanse them of the guilt of their sins. Acts 2 and verse 38 and Acts 22 and verse 16. So they can be saved, Mark 16 and verses 15 and 16. But then they don't pay attention carefully enough to how they're living their lives. They don't stay in God's word consistently, which these today's Bible class studies are designed to do to keep us in God's word consistently, but they don't. So their, their faith, which comes by hearing the word of God, Romans 10 and verse 17, gets weaker and weaker and they drift away. Drift away from God, drift away from Jesus, drift away from faithfulness. Well, God wants us to be his people from the inside out. 
when we talk about the evils, the wickedness, the violence, the sinfulness of mankind as a whole, of our society, of our culture in this country right now, it's all tied to sin. The devil is active. The devil is skillful. The Apostle Peter in 1 Peter chapter 5 describes him as a roaring lion walking about seeking whom he may devour. Any means he can use to pull people away from God, he will use those means. But God wants us to be his people and he wants to change us from the inside out. That's the key. Not just change our outward actions, but we must change from the inside out. God's word will do that for us. Hebrews chapter 8 and verse 10. We shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Matthew 4 and verse 4. In 1 Thessalonians chapter 2, beginning with verse 11, the apostle Paul wrote, As you know how we exhorted and comforted and charged every one of you, as a father does his own children, that you would walk, that you would walk worthy of God, who calls you into his own kingdom and glory. For this reason, we also thank God without ceasing, because when you received the word of God, you heard, which you heard from us, you welcomed it, not as the word of men, but as it is in truth, the word of God, which also, notice this, the word of God, which also effectively works in you who believe. There's that life-changing, soul-changing, destiny-changing power of the word of God. The Apostle Paul put it in Romans chapter 1 and verse 16, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone who believes. God's word can work in you and change you from the inside out. It is that powerful. In Colossians 1, beginning with verse 9, the Apostle Paul wrote this to the Christians in Colossae. He said, For this reason we also, since the day we heard it, do not cease to pray for you and to ask that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding. Why, Paul? Why do we need to be filled with the knowledge of God's will in wisdom and in spiritual understanding? Verse 10, that you may walk worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing him, being fruitful in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God. Do you see the emphasis on knowledge, increasing in the knowledge of God there, being filled with the knowledge of his will? See, that's the word of God. As we take it in, as we make the proper applications, it will change us from the inside out. The only way we can walk worthy of God or worthily and worthily of our Lord is to live by his teachings, to follow his will communicated to us through his word. In Philippians chapter 1 and verse 27, Philippians 1 and verse 27, Paul wrote this, Only let your conduct be worthy of the gospel of Christ, 
so that whether I come and see you or am absent, I may hear of your affairs, that you stand fast in one spirit, with one mind, striving together for the faith of the gospel. Oh, see, we can only come to God through the gospel message of Jesus Christ, that God sent him to bring and communicate to all mankind. That is the life-changing message from God. We can be forgiven. We can be made new, 2 Corinthians 5 and verse 17. We can be born again, John 3, verses 3 through 5. Ephesians 4 and verse 1. I therefore, the prisoner of the Lord, beseech you to walk worthy of the calling with which you were called. What calling is that? What is the calling with which we were called that we're exhorted to walk worthy of? 2 Thessalonians chapter 2 and verse 14 tells us how we're called. To which he called you by our gospel for the obtaining of the glory of our Lord Jesus Christ. We're called by that life-changing message, the gospel of Christ. The gospel of Christ. Now, Let's think about that second touch of Jesus that so many people need. Maybe you yourself. Perhaps you need what many who are struggling with their faith and their faithfulness and their dedication and their outward commitment to the Lord need. And that is simply a second touch of Jesus. A second touch of Jesus. Now you may still be saying, I, I, I'm still not sure what you're talking about. How do I get a second touch of Jesus? Well, let me just give you an illustration. Right from the scriptures. In Mark chapter 8, beginning with verse 22, we read this. Then he, that is Jesus, came to Bethsaida, and they brought a blind man to him and begged him to touch him. Now, some people brought this blind man to Jesus, obviously seeking healing from Jesus, and they begged Jesus to touch him. So he took the blind man by the hand and led him out of the town, and when he had spit on his eyes and put his hands on him, so he touched him, he asked him if he saw anything. And he looked up and said, I, I see men like trees walking. Well, he saw, but it wasn't clear. It wasn't clear vision. Then he, that is Jesus, put his hands on the eyes again and made him look up. And when he was restored... And he was restored and saw everyone clearly. Well, the first time Jesus touched this man, he saw, but not clearly. He needed a second touch of Jesus. And so Jesus put his hands on his eyes again. And this time when the man looked up, 
He saw everyone clearly. Maybe you need a second touch of Jesus. And we'll talk about that in specific ways next time as we conclude this study. Let's pray. Father, so many of us need a second touch of Jesus. We need to come back to you having drifted away, or maybe we just need to renew our dedication to you having become weak in our faith. Help us, Father, along this line. Help people all over the world see that they need to come to you. Help them to see clearly that their hope, their only hope, is in you through Jesus, we pray. And those who have drifted away, help them to open their eyes and see more clearly that they may need to come back for a second touch of Jesus. Please forgive us, gracious Father, and we pray in Jesus' name. Amen.